All right, my latest update with you all. It's been a couple weeks since my last podcast, and it was in regards to my son, Zaid, and what happened with this school. And I just wanted to get back to you all because I've had so many messages from you of like, what happened? What did you do? What ended up going on with your son and the situation? So I'm going to update you here, but I will tell you this. You will be very, very lost on this podcast if you have not listened to the one prior to this. So before you continue any further with this one, go ahead and listen to the one prior to this podcast, which will make a lot more sense what I'm about to share. So to give a little recap um, about in regards to my son at school and the comment that his teacher made to him about if he has any thoughts about killing himself. So what I did is I, and I want to share, as I, as I begin to share this with you all, I want to share um, some things that I do on a regular basis when it comes to disagreements or things that I need to address with certain people before I go into, I guess for lack of a better word, an argument, um, I always think of the outcome. And then I work backwards and I've done a training on this before and I've, I've shared this on my podcast of, you know, when it comes to relationships, when it comes to working with difficult people, I've, I've worked with difficult people. I've had to coach and train and lead very difficult people. And when it came to conversations that I had to have with them, rather than just going in emotionally, um, I always come with a cool head, you know, just like, okay, I'm not going to come in on this emotionally. I'm going to make sure that I have a, I'm cool to, I'm, I've chilled out and then I'm going to address it. And I've always worked backwards. And what I mean by that is I always think of like, what is the outcome that I want to have from this conversation, right? Going into this situation, going into this, you know, like I said, for lack of better word, argument to go into this disagreement. What's the outcome that I want? And then I work backwards. Okay. So if this is the outcome that I want, then how do I need to approach it? First of all, I need to go in with zero emotion. I need to make sure that I'm cool, calm, and collected. And then I need to go in with what I need to share in order to get the outcome that I want. And so the outcome that I wanted in this situation was one, I wanted, if that was a question that was asked in the curriculum of this district, of this school district, I wanted that question removed. So by talking to the teacher, that was not going to solve the problem. But talking to the principal, that wasn't really going to solve the problem at the level that I wanted this to be addressed. I didn't just want my son to make sure that his class never got that question asked. I wanted to make sure that the future of the kids never got asked in any of the classes. The second thing of the outcome that I wanted is I wanted to make sure that the district understood the situation of what was going on at a level where parents need to be informed before the kids are called into the counselor's office and asked about killing themselves, that the parents should be asked first, not that, you know, my son goes into the counselor's office and then after you call me that you've, you know, basically have interrogated my, my son. So if that was the outcome that I wanted, then talking to just the principal was also not going to work. I needed to talk to the, to the board. I needed to talk to the, the board because I wanted to make sure that every parent in the school district never had to deal with what I had to deal with. So 
Writing down the outcome really helped me kind of narrow in on who I need to talk to, where I needed to spend my time and my energy, and what are the things I needed to address and how I needed to address those things. So what I did is I first sent an email to the board of the Williamson County School District and I explained the situation. I explained the situation, the story. I explained what happened. I explained all of it. I then sent that exact same email to the principal because I had a feeling that the board was going to make sure that I addressed the principal. Um, by addressing the district, by addressing the board, they they did email me back right away. Um, they were really great about it, actually. They were pretty fast in their response. Made sure I had a chance to talk to the principal. The principal was great. She immediately called me. We were able to talk about it. We were able to talk about what happened. Um this is a newer teacher apparently. And so there's been some things that needed to be, you know, she was grateful for me addressing it because, um, there's been a few things. So the board was able to then get the question removed because it was a question that never should have been asked. You should never ask 10 year olds if they want to remove their arm or their leg in the civil war. That should, that's not a curriculum that needs to be, it's not a question that needs to be asked in the curriculum. So at a board level, that was removed. So that was number one. So I got that. That was awesome. Um, the other thing was, yeah, um, there needs to be a protocol that needs to be very different when it comes to addressing the parents and realizing that that was not the way that it should have been, you know, the way that it should have been addressed. I did learn something and I want to share this with you all that are parents. So apparently, I did not know this. But apparently when you fill out medical forms for your kids when they go to school, when you fill out the form that says, um, it says like if something happens to your child, does the staff or, you know, the, the school staff or whatever, do they have permission to do whatever means necessary, right? Like can they, can they call 911 for you? Can they... Can they do anything and everything? They don't have to call you, right? Basically, like they can, if your kid, you know, anything going on with your kid medically, they can immediately take action. Well, that also means that they can take action if they feel that your son is in danger, including like if they think that he's going to like, you know, he's having suicidal thoughts. So that part I didn't love. Um, I, if my son is bleeding out to death, um, please call 911. If my son says that he would rather die in the Civil War than remove his arm or his leg, and then you tell him that he has suicidal thoughts, um, that's a different story. So I feel like there's, and this is what I told the board, I said, there's like this gray area. It needs to be where, you know, if my son is going to die, please, yes, call 911 and you have my complete permission to not call me. Like, please call 911 if he's about to like freaking die on the basketball court. But if he, you know, is, if the teacher thinks that maybe he's having suicidal thoughts, but he's not going to like kill himself like right then and there, maybe call the parents. So I feel like there's like this gray area that needs to be addressed. And to be honest with you, I'm not even quite sure how to address it, but that is how they got around to being able to take immediate action. That's the form that backs that up. So 
I am now changing my answer. Um, and I have in like, there's like a comment section basically in the medical form that you can put. Um, yes, if my son is bleeding out, you have my permission to call 911. However, and I just listed out like, he's not allowed to go to the counselor's office without being called first. And so I just, I have it in black and white. Like there's, um, there's like little, you know, lines that you can fill out. Like, yes, if this, but I have a whole list now of like, these are the things that you are not allowed to do without my permission. So you as a parent, I am encouraging you to look at those medical forms and, and be real clear on, Hey, you know, if he is dying, like literally, like there's a, he's literally looked like he's going to die. Like, yes, you can call 911. However, like if he's going to be sent to the counselor's office before that takes place, you have to call me. And so for me, I, I made that very clear for both of my kids. So that's something that I wanted to pass along and make sure that you all are aware of. Um, the other thing I know I want to share is in regards to speaking out and speaking up and speaking your truth. So the interesting thing um, is by me talking to the principal um, and talking to the school board, it, it created actually this really great relationship now that I have with the principal where I felt a lot of more freedom to be able to voice my concerns, to be able to voice you know, some other concerns that I had, some other things that, I, that, that, that have bothered me or whatever. And it opened up this communication. And something that the principal shared with me, and I thought this was really good and I wanted to pass this along to you as parents, is they don't hear a lot of parents that are genuinely concerned and want the best for their children. Um, it's usually parents that have pretty bad kids they hear from the principal. Um, you know, kids that are really acting out, kids that are really bad. She's like, that's who I normally talk to. Um, kids like your son who, she's like, your son is brilliant. You know, my son is, and he is, he's, he's like doing eighth grade math in fifth grade. I mean, so he's in like, he's in all the top math classes. I mean, she's like, your kids are such great kids. And usually I don't hear from you. I don't hear from those parents. Um, be, I mean, frankly, cause I just don't need to, you know, you, you don't have any issues. You usually don't have any problems. So that usually doesn't really, you know, put me in communication with you. However, I really need to hear from you guys because I don't know. I'm only one principal with all of the school. I don't know what's going on in every single class, but when I can hear it from good parents, from good students, it makes a world of a difference. And so it put me like, wow, I do. I, I, I told her, I said, I've, I've literally never called the principal. I said, my kids have been attending school, what, since from kindergarten now to fifth grade. I've literally, I've literally never talked to the principal ever. <laughs> I'm like, unless it was like enrolling them in the school or it was, you know, saying hi to them. Cause I saw them in like, the carpooling, you know? Um, but otherwise I said, you're right. I've, I've literally never talked to, I've never made a personal phone call like I am to you right now ever. And she said, yeah, so that's, if I could just, you know, I, I, I love, she's like, and she said this, she's like, I love, and I welcome these conversations with, with, with you as the parents of great students, because I need to know these things. Like I, I need to know the ins and outs. Cause I, like, she's like, like I said, like I am just one principal of an entire elementary school. And so to hear more insight, to hear more of the things that your kids say, 
are so helpful. Like, especially with this, this new teacher, she's only been a teacher. This is only her second year of teaching. So it made the principals be more in that class. She's, my son said that she's now in that class a lot. Um, she, she's in that class a lot, actually, I guess she sits in for hours, um, into my son's class, which is fantastic. Um, we were able to put my son in a different class, uh, for majority of the time. She's the only, um, ELA teacher, but he's, he's got other teachers. He's got a math teacher. He's got a science teacher. So, um, you know, he's able to keep those teachers. And then at the end of the day, he's able to spend more time with another teacher. And then he's now in an enrichment class for math, which is for basically like the nerds, <laughs> um, because he's just really exceptional at math. So it was, it was great. Cause it opened up my son to, you know, be in a better environment for himself. And it's been, and that has all worked out and that's been awesome. But it's also, like I said, it's put me in a better communication with the principal. And now I've realized even more like, yeah, I do need to make sure I open up that communication box with the principal, because if you don't, then you don't have, you know, you're not able to share the insides and the, the ins and outs, you know, of what's going on with your, with your, with your kids in the class. So that was really good. And I thought that was really insightful and wanted to pass that along. The last thing I wanted to end with is how much this has been really cool for my kids. Um, you know, I have shared on here before about standing up for my son, <laughs> Zaid, <laughs> Um, during the summer when the Vanderbilt uh, University was trying to make my son wear a mask during the summer, which was in 2022. So that was a little bit weird. I was like, dude, COVID's over. What the heck is happening? So um, if you have not listened to that podcast, um, that podcast, I believe I titled that, You Have a Voice, Use It. Um, And so something that was really cool is my youngest, Gavin, um, he's like Zaid, and he said this the other day, and I thought this was really cool. My youngest was like, you know, Zaid. Zaid said something, and I said, "Buddy, I will always have your back. Like it doesn't matter. Like I will if if you are in the right, and I know it. Like I have your back always." And my son Zaid was like, "You know, I know that, Mom." And Gavin's, and then my youngest said, "Yeah, Matt, Mom literally has our backs, Zaid. Like." She stood, she stood up for you twice. And he said, he looks at me and he goes, mom, you are a boss. It's like, I want a wife just like you. And he just kind of, you know, walked off into his room. And I just thought, I was just so proud, you know, like, you don't, you don't realize just how much your kids are watching you. And for my eight-year-old to say he wants a wife like me, cause I'm a boss. It was just like, okay, I'm doing something right, you know? And so even as crappy as this whole situation has been, it has showed my boys, like, this is what it looks like to stand up for yourself. This is what it looks like to stand up for what's right and for what you believe in and to not just like, you know, back down and just let it happen, but to actually like take a stand and say, no, this is not, this is not acceptable. Um, But then also for them as my boys to see like, this is what a strong woman looks like. Like she's not a, she's not a bitch. You know, she's not trying to be mean. She's, she's doing it in a, uh, I, I don't know, like a classy way, but in a bad assery way, um, and getting it done and getting it done in the right way. And I think that that part of it has been really cool because I think that sometimes, especially I think as women, 
we tend to just be really uh, complacent and really nice and want people to like us and don't want to ruffle any feathers and don't want people to not like us. So we tend to, you know, just kind of go along with the flow or um, we tend to be very, I don't even know, like just very, oh, I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings or I don't want to like make anybody mad. So, you know, I'm just gonna, I'll just, maybe I'll send an email to the principal of just like, Hey, could you not do that next time? You know, instead of like really taking authority over the situation and, and thinking about the outcome that you want and then getting it done and not stopping until you have the outcome that you want and then keep going into whoever you need to talk to until that outcome is, is resolved. And so, I would just really encourage you, right? And most of my audience is women. I think there's like a, a little bit of a men, but it's mostly like women passing along to their husbands. Like you need to listen to this girl, but mostly it's women that listen to me. And so you, you Chica, I'm talking to you, be strong and be authoritative and be that figure in your home that says like, I will be that strong woman and show you know, if you have girls, like I will show my girls, like what a strong woman looks like, what it looks like to be a strong chick. And then for those of you that have boys, you know, this is what it looks like to be a strong woman. So they can see what it's like. Like, I want a wife like that. Like my eight-year-olds, like I want a wife like that. You know, how, how cool is that? You know? And so it just, it made me so proud that, you know, I'm showing my boys like what a strong woman looks like. And so at the end of the day, even though the situation like totally sucked, it, the outcome of it was amazing. And there were so many cool things that I learned, um, my husband learned, and then my boys learned through the process. So thank you all for your prayers and for your messages. Um, they were amazing. Um, some of your messages were flat out freaking amazing. Like it was awesome. So I really appreciate that for all of your DMs. Um, it was, it like fired me up. So thank you for that. Hope you all have a great day.